You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio at the bottom of the hour, live from TPC Sawgrass. Adam Stanley will join us. The top of the next hour, the voice of the Flames on Sportsnet 960 The Fan, Derek Wills will join us. It is a Flames game day. They host... The Ducks on a weird Friday night game, and then even weirder Sunday night at home against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Matty Rose is off today. He's back Monday. But that means we got the franchise in for the next two hours. Eric Francis in studio for the next two hours. Thank you for jumping in today. Hey, thanks for having me. I This reminds me of my old days doing morning radio upstairs. Yeah. Jock FM. Was, how zany was it doing oh, that show? Oh, you remember we talked the other day about the slide whistle, and you did yep. Sound effects. I don't know if you guys down here in the AM world have that sort of stuff yeah, at well, your fingertips. It's a different budget. Alex is starting I get. to get a little yeah, bit he of is. a thing going here. He yeah. is. It's, it's better than it's ever been. I mean, obviously, later today we're going to play the newlywed game, and we're going to give yeah. me a big bag of cash. And, <laughs> right. And uh, all those all those delicious I'm going to do a Victor Newman impression. Oh, love it. I cannot we're do wait. that. Um. But, but I'll tell you, I got a, quite a scare this morning, uh, you know, it really did bring back old times. Hey, doing morning radio, I know you would have got up this morning at like 4. I only had to get up at like 6.15, but still, yeah. my new world, that's early. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, here we are. It's all dark out, just like old radio days. I'm going to go to my Tim Hortons that I used to go to on my way, blah, blah, blah. Um, no donuts left at Tim Hortons. What? Yeah, Tim Hortons has run out of donuts. Like, I was I- just a terrifying... Morning for me. My app yeah. said, you know, Hortons is under some controversy lately too, with my, that roll the rent thing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. there's a lot going on. But the, the app said, no, sorry, donuts are not available. And then I went to the Timbits, they're not available. I'm like, the what? day that Tim Hortons runs out of donuts, they like, just fold it yeah. up and we're done. <laughs> like what? The apocalypse. Like I'm not gonna lie, you did say you're gonna bring in some donuts, and yeah. I was looking forward to it. Yeah. And then I was a little disappointed that there were no donuts in your hand, and now I know why. why well, no. How do they run out of donuts? So, so I do the. I don't know. But uh, the, the pizza, pizza just out. called. They ran out of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Crucial. Like how is that possible? Yeah. Tough day. I so I was really upset, and so I still ordered my my morning tea. I go to pick it up. And they got a whole thing of donuts and Timbits. So obviously there's just something wrong with the app. Okay. So everybody breathe easier. Sorry, I should have, I buried the lead there. I should just let everyone know. There are donuts at Tim Okay, still, all right. But you just can't get them through the app. But with this roll up the rim thing out east, some guy thought he won 10 grand in, I believe, in New Brunswick. But then they said, oh, the app had a problem. We, you didn't win 10 grand. You're, here's a $50 gift card. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, that's, see, I that's tough. I gotta go get them because I brought. I did get them. All right. Oh, he did get them. Okay. But look, look what they did. Yeah. What the hell? Like, <laughs> you know, you know when you come yeah, in, that's... I feel like I'm the rookie. So I said I'd bring donuts. You want to bring a big thing in? And go, yeah, hey, boys, feed yourself. Yeah. I think this is like a sandwich yeah. tray <laughs> yeah. that they've given me. Yeah. For ten timbits because they were admittedly low on timbits, so yeah. there's a shortage. Yeah. That's the story. Canadian yeah. shortage. That's anyway. There's your. Nine Timbits. I, All right. I ate like one I, already. Sorry. It's, it's, <laughs> I love the birthday cake. It's very, it's very sad. Oh sad state of affairs. Yeah, um, we've been giving away kiss tickets all week. Mm. Kiss. Kiss tickets all week. And uh, we've had the guys on the show read the kiss promo. 
in like very like monster truck kind of style. You want to hear some examples? Yeah. Before we give away today's text topic, which which I have kind of centered around you. Oh no. Yeah. And then you got to pick a kiss song that you want to hear underneath it when you're reading it. Oh yeah, that's easy. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, maybe very you should say that now so Alex can kind of start. What kiss song do you lick want? it up? Okay. There you yeah. go. Oh, there you go. All right. Okay. So Alex is gonna be ready. So this was Alex's read. And we play it uh, d- while we give away uh, during the text uh, question. We play the read of the kiss. So here's Alex's read. Live Nation presents Kiss <laughs> End of the Road World Tour. Yeah. Coming November 12th, 2023 to the Scotiabank Saddledome. There you go. There's Alex's read. Patrick gave it a go to Live Nation presents Kiss. End of the Road World Tour, November 12, 2023 at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Tickets on sale Friday, March 10th at 10 a.m. And and Matty Rose had to do one, too. Live Nation presents KISS, the End of the Road World Tour, November 12, 2023 at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Tickets on sale Friday, March 10th, 10 a.m. Are, are you ready for your, your Oh, you want today? me to do it? Like that, yeah. Oh, if that's okay. I'm terrible at that stuff. Okay. You ready? You got get, you got lick it up for him here, Alex? One, literally five seconds. Okay, all right. So uh, He had to play the other three, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's I, a lot of buttons over there. Yeah, yeah it is, it's, <laughs> it's true. It's Hit true. the shiny one. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. You ready? Live Nation presents Kiss and the Road Tour. Tour. Can we start again? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Stop the music. Because, because in the business. Yep. And I told you off the air, I was never good at these voiceovers. Yeah. You know, you, you do about a hundred takes. The guys upstairs know. Mm. Oh, Francis is coming. Oh, yeah, Graham this is knows. Gonna, this, Graham knows. Yeah. yeah. He's Francis got a sweet setup. This up could there. take two hours. He better bring donuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'd read about hot tubs in there. It was good. It was Ooh, a good yeah, experience. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here we go. All right, you ready? Hit Sorry it again. Live Nation presents KISS! End of the Road Tour tickets. November 12, 2023 at Scotiabank Saddledome. We'll sell you the seat, but you're only going to need the edge of it. Tickets on sale today at 10 a.m. Yes! Yes! Good job, yeah, there franchise. You go. There you go. I, don't I love so. it. I don't know. I don't. We're going to play that uh, throughout the morning. Here's the text topic today. You were on our show a couple weeks ago because we love the What's Irking Eric Francis. And uh, you came on and you mentioned something about trade rumors because I asked you about trade rumors. Yeah, I hate them. And then do you have the clip, <laughs> um, Alex, of what he yes, said? Yes, I do. Yep. Okay, here's what you said when I asked you about <laughs> trade rumors. I've got to be the only guy that, that doesn't like trade rumors. Can't stand really? Him. Yeah, dead serious. I never liked them. You don't like fun? <laughs> I remember that line. No, no. Here, here's no. I don't like make believe. Is what I don't like. You know what? <laughs> okay. I, you, you know what? Okay. You know the lottery game. I don't. I don't know if guys. You know, like you know, my wife loves to play the lottery game. You know, friends of mine love to play the lottery. If we won the lottery, we would put all of our friends' kids through university, and we would buy them all homes, and we would go to Bahamas. And we, you know how that game always ends? Always. Every single time. You don't win the lottery. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. That's I like my it. analogy of trade rumors. There you go. I like it. Um, I you don't like trade rumors. It. That's fine. So for Kiss Tickets today on 960-960 on the text line, I hate blank like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. I hate blank 
like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. And the genesis of this question is, and we'll give the best text away, maybe mix in a couple phone calls at 830. <laughs> it's something everybody likes that you despise. That's kind of because you're the only guy I've pretty much met in the in the in the hockey world or a sports yeah. fan who doesn't like trade rooms. Can't stand them. Nine sixty nine sixty name fair. and location for t- kiss fair. tickets this morning. To be you know, not only do I hate the the make believe part of it, and hey, I would love if some expert, you know, maybe one of these insiders who throw out ninety nine percent of the trade rumors that don't ever happen, I would love for them to analyze afterwards how many came to fruition. Yeah. Right? Just see right. what your batting average is. Yeah. Under the Mendoza line. That's right. Yeah, Worse than Markstrom's save percentage. Yeah. It's low. <laughs> prior to March. Right. It's low. Um, 960, 960, name and location. I hate blank like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. 960, 960, name and location. Your chance to win KISS tickets for November 12th at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Um, I've been positive, Pete, when it comes to the Flames uh, this morning. Oh, this morning. Well, no, but in general, but in general, there's a lot of negativity on the text line. It's always doom and gloom. When you look at the Wait a sec, are you telling me that like social media has a negative spin to it? Sometimes. That's very interesting. Keyboard warriors are angry? Yeah. That's shocking to me. Okay, keep going. And it's also causing depression in younger people, but that's fine. Um, When it comes to the play, I want to be positive because when when this team plays well, phenomenal. The game against the Bruins. they were completely outplayed in that game against the Wild, but Jacob Markstrom just stood on his head and stole the two points here. They're only four points back of the Jets here for mm-hmm. that second playoff spot. And the West is so wide open here. If the Flames played the Stars, the Golden Knights, the Kings in the first round of the playoffs, Eric, they got a better than puncher's chance of beating those teams. No, in the not Vegas. You don't think so? We, they've With their goaltending? They've never won in I Vegas. understand uh, that. Trust me, I've been at almost every single one of those games. They're not even close. But your point is well taken. I would say that if they faced almost any team other than Colorado, right, you could you could win a series. I don't think anybody in Calgary would disagree with that theory. And I we asked Daryl like three or four weeks ago. You still have confidence in your team if you make the playoffs? And of course, he's going to say absolutely. But I, I agree with him. Like I remember the debate in the prior to the season was: Is this team better than last year? And and I always answered. No, I don't think they're better than last year because they don't have the best line in hockey anymore. But I do think that they may be a better playoff team moving forward. Well, we won't know the answer to that, A, unless they make the playoffs, and B, uh, I just don't know if that's going to be proven out. Because they're not playing the style of hockey that I thought they were going to play with this new roster. I thought they were going to play defense first. I thought they were going to be winning games 2-1, 3-2, and I thought they were going to do it on the backs of their goaltenders. None of that has happened. No, it hasn't. Um, goaltending has been an issue, but even lately, scoring goals has been an issue for this mm-hmm. team as well. And when I watch the Flames play at their best, obviously the game against the Bruins is the prime example. You you see this team, and but when, when it comes to potentially playoff hockey, the depth of the Calgary Flames is something to me that a lot of teams don't have in the Western Conference. When you can roll three lines and even potentially four lines at a team, I agree. in the salary cap era, it's very tough to roll four lines and have a, an effective four lines. The Flames do have that, and they have a deep blue line. The depth is the strength of the Calgary Flames. That's why in a potential playoff series, and I don't know what it is about the Flames in Dallas this year. Like It's a goal fest every time they play the mm-hmm. Stars in Dallas. That's a matchup that I look at that if they played them in the first round, why not? Because obviously you still have some PTSD over Jake Ottinger last year in the playoffs, yeah. but can he elevate his game to that level this year? Probably not. 
But if Jacob Markstrom can play even 80% of what he did in that game Tuesday night in Minnesota, I think they can get there, Eric. I really think they can get to the playoffs. Well, I think waking up this morning, and you know, I was that guy last night. I was out and about with my family. Oh, two nights ago, sorry. And you're watching the Jets game. Every five minutes, I'm refreshing my phone. Yeah. Like, you know, we're at that stage, and some people were at it a long time ago. And I think we've all been keeping a very – you know, a loose eye, but now it's a, a firm, fixed eye. From now till the end of the season, I think every Flames fan will know not only when the Flames are playing on night on a nightly basis, they'll know when and where the Jets are playing. Yeah, and I can tell you that the schedule for the Jets is a whole lot harder from now to the end of the season than it is for the Flames. I throw that out there with a caveat that we all know that the Flames have played down to yep. the level of the of the bottom feeders all season long and have a brutal record against teams that are out of the playoffs. Uh, that's the franchise. Eric Francis in for Matty Rose. He's in for the next couple hours. It's the big show, Russick and Rose Sports at 960. The fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. These next three games, tonight against the Ducks, Sunday against the Sens, and then Tuesday in Arizona against the Coyotes. It's a minimum five out of six points here, right? Ottawa's going to be a tough out. I think their record is, I saw it last night, 13-4-1. and one. Of late, like they've surged back into the playoff race. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and take Ottawa lightly at your peril. Uh, but I would agree with you that I, I would say tonight is the biggest must win of the season. And I hate that term because we'll probably use it for 17 more games. Right. Because uh, they pretty much are. Uh, but this is a game. Come on, Anaheim. There's no reason to fear the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. Now they can't have that attitude. The Flames can't. But as an outsider looking in, you got to be like, come on, seriously. If you can't beat Anaheim, then. What are we then, doing here? What are you doing here? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Phoenix is a tough out. That's a tough building to play in. And Phoenix has played the Flames really, really well of late. I know it's Arizona now. We're supposed to call them. I want to call them Tempe. Man, is yeah. that a cool little town? Oh, yeah. Real college town. I love being yeah. there. We're, I'm back there, what, on Monday? Yeah, ASU. And yeah, it is a great campus, a great Mill Avenue is where all the action is. There's a ton the of- The library, is it still there? The bar of the library? I didn't see that, but I'll look for it. Yeah, where the where the waitresses wear schoolgirl outfits. Oh no! And they dance on the bar. Naughty, I don't know if you're into that kind of thing. Naughty schoolgirls are just. Mm. Anyway, I found a, a dueling piano bar, which is much more above board. Yeah, than, in Glendale or just no, right uh, in, in Tempe. Tempe, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah te- like Arizona State University is known as one of the universities oh, in the yeah. world that have some fine young ladies. Well, I didn't. I didn't see that. You know, it was a yeah dark. It, Piano bar. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm focused on the music. <laughs> right. I didn't see any schoolgirl girl outfits. Yeah. The, uh, but, the... but there were a lot of jello shooters yeah. flying around. So you knew you were on some sort of campus pub or, or bar. Jello shooters. See, now. Out of, out of a syringe. Have see, you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. I've definitely seen that. The big but syringe. Like jello shooters are a staple of stag and does. And they don't have stag and does here in Alberta, which I've learned very quickly. <laughs> yeah. You know what a stag and doe is. But people like the Maddie Rose and I had Val Ball at the um, hospital home lottery thing we did. They looked at me like I had nine heads. Like, yeah. what is a stag and doe? It's a terrible experience where people just want to make money before they get married. <laughs> and the jello shooter is a staple yeah. of a. A stag and doe. It's like, oh, here comes the jello shooters, and nobody buys them, and then you end up having like 15 jello shots at the end of the night. <laughs> that sounds like my night the other night. Yeah. Strawberry jello shooters. Delicious, by the way. Yeah. And and never thought, you know, years ago it was Cowboys that first introduced this city to the pill bottle. That's where the shooters are in, in the pill bottles. It looks like you're in a hospital, and you just take them out of a pill bottle. The novelty is not worn off. It still happens. But the but the novelty of, of having a drink out of a massive syringe, uh, just 
very painful the next day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Arizona State University. It's uh, very. It's not the most difficult school to get into either. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's got to be one of the most fun. I went to yeah. Carleton, which was considered last chance U. <laughs> That's what they called us. Go basketball. Really? We had a great basketball program. <laughs> well, not when I went there. The football program uh, I covered for four years, you know, hungry young journalist. Yeah. Two wins in four years. Really? They subsequently closed the program. It's back it, now. It's Whoa. back now. Yeah. <laughs> and then basketball became really good after I left. But anyway, so, I think it's a great school, great party school. And I always thought, you know, so many of my dumb friends were always ready to party. So great school yeah. to have. When you got wingers who are in there, they got into university with a 55 average. I mean, you're they're ready for the jello shots. Uh, so back home, Brock University is the major All university right. in St. Catharines. Mm-hmm. So the old saying back home was, uh, if you, you can, can walk, walk and, and talk, talk you, you go to go Brock. Rock. If you walk a little faster, you go to McMaster. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. If you can walk a little faster, you go to McMaster. I had That's a lady, how it is. I had a lady come up. I'd said that yeah, there's a player in the NHL, goaltender, Logan Thompson, with the, the Knights, and he, he went to Brock. For, uh, and then he made it to the NHL, like against all odds. And yeah. I, I, I mentioned on the TV broadcast, you know, if you if you went to Brock, you, if you can walk and talk, you go to Brock. Yeah. It didn't mean to say it. I just kind of, it just, it's what we said in Ontario. Yeah. And um, a lady came up to me on the concourse last Flames game, like just the other night, and and w- expressed her disappointment oh boy. in me saying that because she went to Brock and she said her life's turned out really, really well. Okay. And I'm happy for I was very happy for her. Yeah. There's no question about like, it. Okay, just and we laughed about it. She had a good attitude, okay, good. but I was like, okay. People I, are way I'm too sorry. sensitive uh, yeah. when it comes to that. Uh, way more on the Flames. Straight ahead. Uh, franchise, the texts are flying in right now. 960-960. When are we going to read them? Because I want to hear. Oh, no. We have a uh, texting oh, yeah. McTexterson. We have a robot. He's our Sportsnet 960, oh, the fan yeah, oh, text yeah. reading robot. <laughs> so he's going to join us at 830. Uh, I hate blank like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. I hate blank. Like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. Uh, there's one. I hate ketchup. Like Eric Francis hates <laughs> trade rumors. Again, that's something, and that's kind of what that we're looking sense. for here. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, something that everyone loves, but you hate. Like that's but, we want to yeah. hear your your text nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Your chance to win kiss <laughs> tickets. And I, I think also to be fair, like early on in my career when when there were rumors like that at the new when I was writing for the newspaper. Well, before Twitter, before the social media, rumors were ooh, what's this? Yeah, but. I had to chase them. That, yeah. That's why I think that's yeah. where my my hatred for them was born. Yeah. And I think if some of my colleagues were, to be honest with you, they would say the same thing because you've got to, as a as a columnist, sometimes there's so much smoke that mm-hmm. you've got to address it. Yeah. And I stopped doing that years ago. You'll never see me writing about rumors. You'll never see me writing about all the trade garbage going out there. I'll write on the final day when it's over. Yeah. And I'll also have to do that that piece that says you know, the template we have in our business. Okay, deadline's coming up. What are the Flames looking for? Here are five players to look for. God, yeah. I hate that. And then here are the winner and losers oh, of the yeah. trade deadline, yeah. the winners and losers. Oh, so that is totally appreciate. there. Um, before we get to Adam Stanley, he's going to join us live from TPC Sawgrass, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a real golf nerd thing uh, about Colin Morikawa I want to get to. Tiger Woods broke up with his girlfriend <gasps> in a way that I don't think any of us have ever done, and I don't know if it's a boss move or it's very sleazy. We'll talk about that. But first, it's a very special birthday today. Did you know that Chuck Norris today turns 83 years old? It doesn't look at a day under 50. He looks really good. Over 50. And then right away, I had to to look at the Chuck Norris jokes online. Oh, there's so many good ones. There's so many good ones. The original meme. Oh, yeah. Um, Chuck Norris tells Simon what to do. (laughs) 
which is a pretty good one. Um, when Chuck Norris plays, when Chuck Norris plays Monopoly, it affects the actual world economy. <laughs> that's good. That is so. Yeah, good. that's good. Chuck Norris is the reason why Waldo was hiding. <laughs> There's so many good ones. Like it's just. Okay, let me ask you this. Yes. He, you said he's 63. 83. Oh, my God. Sorry. He's my, 83. I'm old too, so my hearing goes. 83. If he walked into this room right now, and it was one of those tense situations like we've seen in every movie he's ever been in. Yeah. Or even Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and we decided Boy. we need to kick this guy's ass because he's out of line. Right. He's coming to our town. Yeah. Our saloon. Yeah. And he ordered a jello shooter, and he didn't have the right. Or like out or of a syringe. Yeah, yeah. He wanted the syringe. Sure. And, uh, and one of us decided... You know, try to do a, a head kick or you know some sort of roundhouse kick, kick? something like that. Ever, yeah, or maybe a judo chop to the larynx. How long until the four of us were all unconscious on the floor? Seconds. Or at eighty three, is he finally? Would we finally have a chance? Uh, no, I don't think so. Is he Lone Wolf McQuaid? No, that's a good one. That's a yeah. good Chuck Norris movie. It's got and, and uh, David Carradine in it as oh. well. It's just typical oh. kung so fu. My, so my <laughs> kung fu, so kung David fu. Carradine. R.I.P. David Carradine. <laughs> my film teacher in in, in college um, was a camera guy on Kung Fu: The Legend Continues. Oh, you, so that's the first celebrity you met? Uh, yeah. Well, well, no, my cam- my David David Niven. Shout out to my film teacher in school. So he was a camera guy on Kung Fu, and they go, David Carradine only did one or two takes. Because he liked to have his vodka. So they could only do one or two takes at a time. And like, if you disturbed him and he was angry, he was known to throw said bottles of vodka oh, really? at cast members' heads. Yes! Good inside Jeez. information. Yeah. Yeah. But we watched David Carradine on Kung Fu The Legend Continues. That's what Know you did that they only did one or two takes. Yeah. Like every scene was only one or two takes with David Carradine. But just to wrap up Chuck Norris, yeah, yeah he would definitely take us all to school. Yeah, and except for maybe Alex Brody, I think Alex Brody could tackle Chuck Norris no See, problem. But that's the big mistake. <laughs> that's the big mistake somebody made in every Chuck Mor- Norris movie. Yeah, I think I can take this guy. Oh, yeah. big mistake. no, big mistake. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, eighty-three years young today. Happy yeah, <laughs> I love the Monopoly line. Yeah. One for the text line, Chuck Norris can slam a revolving door. Yeah, uh, Chuck Norris had to stop washing his clothes in the ocean. The tsunamis were killing people. (laughs) They're so dumb. All right, straight ahead, Adam Stanley live from TPC Sawgrass. Got a golf nerd thing, and I want to talk about how Tiger Woods uh, also uh, broke up with his girlfriend. And the voice of the flames, Derek Wills, at the top of the hour. Lots to come. It's the big show. It's Russick. The franchise in Sports at 960, the fan. Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Uh, no Maddie Rose today. Eric Francis in studio at the top of the hour. Derek Wills is the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. He'll join us. Flames and Ducks tonight. Down at the Dome, we're also giving a pair of KISS tickets away. 960-960 on the text line. We'll do that at around 8.30. Uh, Eric Francis hates trade rumors. Uh, we want to know, I hate blank like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. I hate blank like Eric Francis hates trade rumors. Essentially, what we're looking for is something you hate that pretty much everyone else likes. Because you're the only person I've ever met who hates trade rumors. How about sleeping? How about sleeping in? 
You hate sleeping in? No, no, I like sleeping in. But okay, to, to the, every, something like that. Yeah. I was just about to say. Everybody, you, no, no, yeah. I'm not going to go that. Like Saturdays is this guy's day to sleep oh, in. yeah. The yeah. only day of the week yeah. I get to sleep in. So tomorrow's that day. Enjoy. I will. I will. Enjoy it like a good trade rumor. I will. I will like a yeah. good trade rumor. Um, the Players' Championship is underway. I got a golf nerd thing for you that I want to talk to Adam Stanley about. Covers golf uh, for Sportsnet. Joining us live from TPC Sawgrass on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Adam, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing very well. The sun's out. We're uh, we're mm. off to the races here. Couple couple Canadians in the mix after the first round uh, at the players. It's uh, it's all good. Um, can we schedule these events where they can actually finish around in time? Like, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on lately on the PGA Tour here, uh, Adam? Maybe earlier tea time so we don't have to extend these rounds into the next day. It's uh, it's such a good question because it has been like a little bit jarring to see how how frequently the uh, the first and second rounds just aren't getting done this year. Um, obviously, I mean, let's be honest, TPC Sawgrass, tough, tough golf course. Bay Hill last week, tough, tough golf course. Like, these guys are trying to navigate some extremely difficult golf courses in, in tough conditions uh, with a lot of money on the line. So, of course, they're going to take some deliberate efforts on the course to uh to make sure that they're uh that they're doing the right thing but yeah it is uh it's kind of weird they can't seem to get a first round or a second round in on on time now thankfully uh the weather yesterday just fine the weather today just fine so uh we should be okay heading into the weekend but i can't believe that these guys aren't aren't getting their rounds all, all done in one day i don't know what the deal is it's it's so strange adam I, you know we see taylor pendrith right up there on the score a leader score the, the leader's scoreboard the leaderboard? Yeah, thank I got you. you. Oh my god, it's I too got early. you. <laughs> I, I know what you're trying to do. Here. Adam Spenson. Adam Spenson's up there as well, and I, I spent a wonderful day with him at Glencoe, uh, playing mm. with him years ago. They used to bring the national team here and mix with these guys. But anyway, I'm, I, here's my question: Who who's gonna who is the best Canadian? And it's a it's a great debate, I think, because. Every given week, it could be there's any number of names that it used to be. Well, is Mike Weir in in, in the mix? And that's all the only Canadian we had. Right. And now we've got, you know, I don't know if it's eight or nine deep on any given weekend or six or five or six deep that could that could challenge. Who is the best Canadian golfer right now? Uh, well, Brooke Henderson is the best Canadian okay, golfer. Okay, right. good one. Probably will be, <laughs> probably will go uh, down in history as the best. But uh, your point is well taken about the PGA Tour. The cool thing is that um, from a grander sort of general sports fan perspective, yeah, we have probably eight guys on the PGA Tour who can contend every single week and who are you know in the mix at the biggest events of the season. I mean, Adam Svensson finished uh, in the top ten at the Genesis. Nick Taylor finished second at the Phoenix Open. You know, after the first round here at the players, it's uh, it's Taylor Pendrith who's in third. So all these guys who have all grown up together are all playing elite golf at the same time. They're all in their prime. They've won in the tour other than Pendrith, who's probably going to do it at some point this year. So I think top to bottom, Corey Connors is, is Canada's top-ranked male golfer, and, and there's a reason for that. His game is probably the, the most complete out of any of the guys on the PGA Tour. Uh, but Nick Taylor's won twice. All the other guys have only won once. Adam Svensson probably has the prettiest swing out of any of the guys on the PGA Tour. Just if you look up you know, textbook golf swing in the dictionary, you're Amen. probably going to see Adam Svensson's action. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a great time to be 
certainly a golf fan in this country, but even a casual sports fan that can flip on the golf on Saturday or Sunday afternoon, they're not going to be, you know, scrolling a long way down to try to find a Canadian. Um, probably now more than ever, there, there's going to be a lot of Canadians who are challenging for some of these big titles on the PGA Tour. Uh, is it even more impressive, Adam? Because it, it's just as simple as this, and Brooke Henderson included. The golf season is just isn't as long as it is in the United States to their counterparts who can go to Arizona, California, play all year. And in Canada, growing up, the golf season is just as long as it is for some of their, their opponents in the United States. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where they have to make do with the time that we have. And and even the Corey Connors, Mackenzie Hughes, Taylor Pendrith, speaking of those three guys, they all went to school in Ohio, like at Kent State. They didn't even go to school in Florida or in Arizona or anything mm. like that. So, you know, these guys just took the time that they had to play really good golf the four, five, six months out of the year, and, and they just and they just get it. Now, you know, the guys from out in B.C. had probably, you know, obviously longer seasons that they were able to, to take advantage of. But, again, you know, you look at Brooke Henderson. She's from a town of, like, 5,000 people just outside of Ottawa. Like, she technically, she should not be Canada's best golfer. Uh-huh. But here mm-hmm. she is, you know, do it, doing the darn thing if, if you look at, uh, you know, just results. So, um, yeah, it, it's pretty cool to see that all these guys, and, of course, Brooke as well, you know, have come from tough climates, have kind of grinded it out, have have made their way to the top of the, uh, you know, just the top of the leaderboard, and, and just as as high as you can go in their sport as individuals, and and now you know as as a collection of Canadians uh, in professional golf, it's it's never been a more exciting time to cheer them all on. You know, it's interesting. There's a local girl here, Annabelle Ackroyd, a friend of mine, his his daughter, and. Uh... She chose to go to Minnesota on a scholarship. She had lots of options. She wanted to play somewhere where they only played golf, you know, X amount of months a year because the thought of playing all year long for someone who does it, yeah, not, not as a living, but just as someone who does it basically full time, yep. it's a little daunting for some people. So I think it's actually good sometimes for people to have a bit of a break. You, there's still stuff you can work on indoors during the off season, but you know, people can adjust. I mean, these Canadians, as you You've heard Adam over yeah. the years. They can adjust and do so many other things without actually being outside on the course. A hundred percent. And I think it, it, now more than ever, you talk to any of these guys, you talk to some of the coaches and stuff. They 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 say, hey, eventually you're going to have to make a decision. Eventually you're going to say, hey, if golf is for me. I'm going to go down that path, and this is what I'm going to do. But um, growing up, a lot of them are saying, play other sports. Like make your body feel the you know the physical action of other sports so then you're not always going to be obsessed and and burnt out with golf by the time you get to be 15 or 16 or 17 and and have to play in those elite competitions to try to make a living out of it so yeah we see a lot of those guys uh playing other sports you know brooke henderson was a goalie growing up uh taylor pendrith basically had an opportunity to either go to the united states to play baseball on a scholarship or golf uh, that's how good he was at baseball, and, and he chose golf, and now here we are. Obviously, he made a good decision. So, um, yeah, I think it's been cool to see uh, you know all the Canadians kind of grow up playing other sports. They definitely encourage youngsters to do just that. Uh, but now here they are, you know, ranked top 100 in the world, and uh, one of them has uh, got a chance to win the Players' Championship this weekend. Golf analyst Adam Stanley joining us live from TPC Sawgrass, the Players' Championship on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose. Eric Francis joining us here. Uh, for the morning. Um, Adam, uh, the course itself, uh, obviously the famed 17 Island green, um, watching it on television, the amount of water that surrounds a lot of these holes, how is it in person there seeing the amount of hazards that these guys got to deal yeah. with? <laughs> I think it's 15 of the 18 holes wow. have water on it. It might, it might be 16. Yeah. It's like, 
it's it's kind of ridiculous. So, um, you know, the golf course is obviously in immaculate condition. The greens are ripping fast right now. Um, the the rough is is long and chewy. Um, it's just kind of a it's a full uh, it's a full challenge. You need every shot in your bag. You need every club working in your bag. And the reason why Taylor Pendrith uh, was so firmly in the mix after day one, that dude hit 14 of 14 fairways. He was first in strokes gained off the tee. Uh, he was third in strokes gained approach to the green. So he basically had everything clicking, everything working. Uh, and then obviously he shoots five under par, had a chance to be at six. Uh, and he's, uh, you know, in the top three heading into today's second round. So, you know, the golf course is, is definitely, um, you know, living up to its, its reputation so far this week as, as one of the most challenging venues that the guys play on the tour uh, every year. And to your point, it, a lot of it has to do with that water, with the hazard. I think there was 17 or 18 balls that ended up in the uh, in the drink on 17 off the tee there yesterday. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, the hole itself is like 130 yards. It's not that hard, but uh, it's way harder when you're when you're standing on that tee and, and it's either going to be, you know, ball on green or, or ball in water. Now, we did see one hole in one yesterday uh, on 17, which is pretty neat. I was uh, I was on 16 green with uh, with Pendrith when the, the hole-in-one happened, uh, the group ahead of him on 17. So uh, there are cool moments here, but uh, all in all, you know, this golf course is very, very difficult, and uh, it's not going to get any easier today, and certainly not any easier as the, the greens continue to be baked out over the weekend. Um, I know uh, the defending champion, Cam Smith, is not there because he's obviously a live golfer now, and apparently he lives near TBC Sawgrass and said he was going to go as a fan to go watch. Have you seen Cam Smith walking around TBC Sawgrass, Adam, yet? So apparently if he comes, he might come on the weekend, but what he did do yesterday was he went to a, a little golf facility called the Yards, which is exactly one mile from TPC Sawgrass. He paid his green fee, and he teed it up with a couple buddies and played, you know, just like an executive course, hung around uh, in shorts, uh, had a few beers, and hung out. That apparently is what Cam Smith did yesterday. Uh, that report has been confirmed by folks who work at the Yards. Uh, someone from Golf Week was first with it yesterday afternoon. So, yeah, Cam Smith was a couple miles from the course, uh, he was playing, you know, a little part three course yesterday, had a few beers with buddies, which was hilarious. And then, yeah, I think hmm. he might just buy it. You might just buy a ticket and show up this weekend. So, you know, it's a great question. It's a unique question for, for golf, you know, specifically, this doesn't really happen in other sports. And, and yeah, I mean, whether it be Jay Monahan, the commissioner uh, or Rory McIlroy, kind of the voice of the tour, those guys admitted, Hey, yeah, it's awkward, but this is the decision he made. And, you know, he has to live with the consequences. It's like if you won, you know, the Ford Company Golf Tournament last year and then you got a job at Chevy, you can't go back and defend your title at the Ford Tournament, right? That's true. That's just not how it works. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, Adam, I want to get total golf nerd with you. I saw this morning that Colin Morikawa has switched back to his Sim 1 driver, TaylorMade, that he was hitting two years ago. And then we see Morikawa, Tiger, and Rory pimping the Stealth 2 but Morikawa went back to the Sim 1. Rory went back to the Sim 1, too. You are a nerd. Yeah, I am a nerd. But how much is TaylorMade going, yikes, this is not a good look for us right now? I think they're, I think they're shaking a little bit. I mean, obviously, these guys are the best in the world, and they test their clubs yeah. more aggressively, uh, and they do things to their drivers that you know the common weekend hacker uh, and et cetera, et cetera, they wouldn't even dream of doing. Like, Rory probably hits you know, 100 drivers a week, and he hits it at, you know, 150 miles an hour of, of swing speed and 190 miles an hour of ball speed. Like, yeah, the club is probably going to get a little banged up when that happens. And, you know, you and I are going to hit maybe 20 drivers a year 
and uh, the club is probably still going to be working out just fine for us. So I, I'm certainly a, a unique situation that TaylorMade's found itself in when arguably it's two you know, top ambassadors, take Tiger out of the equation, have said, eh, I'm going to go back to the club that you did like four years ago instead, and I'm going to use that one, uh, and then go out and shoot you know, 800, 700 par, yeah. or whatever it was for Morikawa, and, and Rory obviously was was struggling pretty aggressively. So, yeah, I mean, specifically to your question, TaylorMade's got to think like, listen, our R&D department is one of the best in the world and we'll figure this out. And, you know, the guys are just testing this club unlike anyone else on the planet. Uh, but, yeah, when, it, when a very public displacement of, of a driver of a club that they're literally in the commercial for uh, ends up happening on a very big stage like the players and the guy plays way better than he has been, it's, it's certainly cause for concern in and amongst the tailor-made ranks for sure. Hey, Adam, it's, it's George. I, I got a, a golfer question for you. Um, Taylor Penrith uh, usually plays with a Titleist three, and I, my sources tell me that yesterday he Listen. played with a Titleist two. And, Listen, and I'm just I, wondering. No, no, I'm just wondering. Is that why he's in the lead? Like, is he challenging for the lead? Listen, that, that I, I love obvious. that kind of stuff. I think, listen, I hit a Sim 2, Adam, and I'm like, do I go get a Stealth 2 now? And I'm like, maybe I don't, because I hit my Sim you 2 really bunt, nice. You bunt a Sim 2, okay? Oh, no, no, I don't you bunt a Sim 2. Okay, we have to play this summer. Okay, fine. <laughs> the Titleist 2. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the only sport where stuff like this happens. Like, I don't yeah. think we talk about, you know, who, whomever it is on, uh, you know, on... Connor McDavid or whomever having to switch out sticks. My because, son does. Kids know, love that stuff. Week's oh yeah. I think you know they're yeah. they're on their they're down the YouTube rabbit hole. Like young, mm-hmm. yes. yeah, they're they're obsessed yeah. with that sort of stuff. But but yeah. I don't think that that is is as common of a newsy story as as we make it to be in golf. And and I think that that's part of the uniqueness of uh, of this crazy game for sure. Um, the, the leaderboard is pretty st- – uh, Colin Morikawa in his Sim 1 uh, shot that scorching uh, 7 under 65. He's right there. Uh, Chad Ramey, who nobody's ever heard of, and Ben Griffin uh, near the top of the yeah. leaderboard. Victor Hovland already on fire today, 4 under through 7. Uh, who do you think is going to be here uh, when it's all said and done near the top of the leaderboard on Sunday? you got Scheffler lurking here, John Rahm's uh, lurking. Uh, what, what do you think? How is this going to yeah. play itself out? Because Morikawa's a guy who's been struggling with his swing, says he found something the last few days. Do you think this is pretty much his to win here, the situation that he shot the 65 in round one? Yeah, I mean, Morikawa is now using that Sim 1 driver that you yeah, it's been, true. Uh, talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're so excited it's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the thing about Morikawa is last week, yes, big-time struggle, uh, missed the cut at Bay Hill, came to TPC Sawgrass two or three days early and hit, I think he said, six bags of balls on Saturday, six bags of balls on Sunday, and then about the same on Monday. And he finally found something. And this is a guy who won two majors before turning 25. So if he says, guys, I'm, I'm dialed right now, then that is cause for concern for, you know, the rest of the field, especially given everyone else who's around the top of the board for right now. Chad Ramey, interesting enough story. Uh, the first time that he stepped foot on this property was Monday. He had a baby uh, less than a week ago. Um, and, he has never played this tournament before, and yet here he goes. Eight under par 64, that's what makes golf so unique and so special. Um, but I think it is Colin Morikawa. If, if Colin Morikawa gets to, let's call it, 12 under par today, he's going to be tough to beat over the weekend. I, I just don't think that um, you know, there's going to be some deep scores from the chasing pack over the next couple of days. Um, so I, I do think that if Colin Morikawa gets deep in the red uh, again today, uh, he's got a great chance to win this thing. 
Adam, it's George here again. Um, <laughs> you said Cor- Colin Morikawa hit six bags of balls. Um, do, a, do you know if he paid for those or were those gratis? <laughs> and B, do they have the stripes on them? Because if they don't have the stripes on them, you could steal them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think they're. Uh, they might have been those top flight XL three thousands with the. Uh, yes, the oh, I love them. those. I those those mile. stones. Yeah. Those stones. The hills yeah. are great. Absolute yeah. rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's playing so good. He, he went yeah. back to just the the rock balls and the uh, yeah. four year old driver, and now he's uh, he's more comfortable than ever. Oh, and he married a Canadian, by the way. So I know we're we're having a chuckle about the. Uh, uh, about the clubs, but uh, shout out Colin Morikawa, who married a girl from Vancouver last year. So good there on him. Go. She's lovely. That. She's very go. lovely, by the way. Yeah. How do you know that, George? Um, I have the internet. Um, ah! Adam Stanley. <laughs> and a Sam 2 driver. Yeah, it's true. I do have a Sam and 2 driver. <laughs> uh, Adam Stanley, golf analyst, live from TPC Sawgrass. Uh, try to avoid the Gators, okay? I will. Yes, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, and real quick, best. you've been to Augusta National, right? Yes, I have. And, and so I'm, back, is, I'm going back this year. I'm excited awesome. about it. Eric's been there too. You both have never seen an animal at the course, right? No, I have no. not. Okay, oh, see? That's a good point. I never thought Yeah, because they're all dead. They, they kill all them? the animals. Yeah, yeah. They should, yeah. There's well, no birds. No, no, no birds, no squirrels. Well, no, yep. exactly. Animals make messes. I'll keep. Yep. <laughs> we can't, can't have that. But when I'm there next uh, next month, I'll, I'll keep my eye peeled just for you guys. <laughs> and we will absolutely catch up with you. Adam Stanley, a great job. Uh, enjoy <laughs> the golf, pal. Thanks for this. Thanks, fellas. Yep, take care. And there's Adam Stanley, Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Using the same secret recipe since 1975, down in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast, takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. I find stuff like that super fascinating yeah, that he's you hitting do. his same one. Yeah, well, you're the guy, I guess. You're the only one. Yeah. Hey, uh, two things. One, you got I don't know about, you haven't told the story about how Tiger broke up with his I'm girl. about to do that. Okay, because yeah. I need to hear this. Yeah. But also, we have breaking news. Yes. We have breaking news, and we should, do we have a stinger? Do we that? have something like that? Immediately, Alex. Do we have anything? Right now. Immediately? Do we have a stinger? Somebody we... broke my stinger. Oh, oh here my we, God. Here it we would go. surprise me if they actually did break it. I, yeah. Let me see if there's a different one. Do you have like there. a... Like, do you have like actually, a... don't worry about it. It's old news now. By the time you get to that, yeah. this story I, will be out on I the internet. I think next season will start by the time we get this stinger. Yeah. I'm just... No, I'm just... You got nothing? All right. I, I got nothing. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, you want to break it? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, can You're I, the I'll be an guy. insider. Yeah. 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 Insider. Go ahead. Philadelphia Flyers have fired general manager Chuck Fletcher, mm. and Daniel Briere is going to be taking over on an interim basis. Now, at, I think on the outset that looks ridiculous that Daniel Briere would come in and sit in the general manager's chair, but this guy's been working very hard yes. at the minor league level to you know take a look at hockey operations from every angle, and this guy is probably going to be well-prepared to do that job. But just how sad and pathetic is that situation in Philadelphia that they waited till now, till after the trade deadline. They didn't yeah. trade James Rand, Rand Reemsdyke. They didn't make any significant trades that they should have at the deadline. This guy just completely sewered this franchise, set him back another couple of years. Hired John Tortorella for some reason. Went and signed D'Angelo. There's yep. so many horrible mistakes. This guy should have been fired so long ago. And to do this a week after the the trade deadline is absolutely asinine, and it just shows you where the Philadelphia Flyers are right now and how much internal fighting there is going on, too. Oof. There are a lot of cooks in that kitchen. That's very well documented. There are a lot of former Flyers that are in the ear of the owner and, and also in the ear of the general manager complicating this little soup that they've mixed up there in Philadelphia. But finally, they did the right thing, got rid of Chuck Fletcher, 
and Daniel Breer is going to take over for now. Uh, there you go. Uh, we're also taking your text messages, 960-960, name and location. I hate blank like Eric Francis hates rumors. I hate blank like Eric Francis hates rumors. 960-960, name and location. Your chance to win a pair of KISS tickets at 830. But uh, I've been teasing the story all morning, and, yeah. I, and I'm waited for you. So Tiger Woods, we know about his checkered past uh, with some of the ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know Rachel Uchitel. Do you see that Tiger Woods on do- the uh, on? On, what was it? Unver- no, oh, not yeah. unverified. I read the book first. Yeah. And then they turned it into a documentary. The book is one of the best books I've ever written in my life. And if you read that book, you will never cheer for Tiger Woods again in your life. It's yeah. one of the biggest smear jobs. Yeah. he's. Yeah, but again, at the same time, he had a tough upbringing with what his dad used to do. <laughs> at the, hey, Tiger, in go hit some putts Well, I'm going to go in this Winnebago the amazing and, and take care of Mary here was the <laughs> car girl. Like, he's had a tough... He had a tough upbringing. Like, well, I wonder where he got it. Yeah, no kidding. The infidelity. Yeah. So now uh, he's broke up with his girlfriend, Erica Herman. Uh, they started dating in 2017. Ooh. But the way Tiger Woods broke up with her, Eric Francis, and producer Patrick Dumas is like this. He told her to pack up that they're going to a trip. Oh they're going for God. a trip. So he, she packed up all her suitcases. He gets to the airport and goes, actually, we're not going anywhere. See ya, we're done. And he left, and he left her at the airport. He didn't send her to the train station, did he? Uh, pretty much. Sent her to the airport instead Are of the train. Are you kidding me? That's how he broke up with her. Oof. Wow. Okay, going back to that book. Yes. It's well in there. His high school girlfriend yes. was seen of seen as by the parents as a as a problem distraction distraction yes getting in the way of his unauthorized was the word i was trying Ah, to come up with biography and he broke up with her with a letter that came out of nowhere she still has the letter it's yes it's in the book and she talks about it in the documentary as well and she did nothing wrong all he did was you know the parents got wind that she was maybe a bad idea Mm -hmm. and told tiger you write her a letter and you tell her that you will never see her again and he never did Cold hearted. Yep. That's how you become number one in the world, though, I guess. Yep. And apparently, um, she's been living at the mansion where Elon Nordegren still sometimes oh, lives, too. No. It's a really weird situation they got going there. Hmm. It's a very big mansion. Yeah. And apparently, they had a verbal agreement where she could stay there for, and what about an arbitrary number? 11 years. <laughs> like, 11. I don't know what exactly. 11. Yeah, not 12, not 10, 11 years. So apparently, she's now suing for. $30 million because he also made her sign an NDNA, a non-disclosure agreement mm. to not talk about the relationship or what's going on. And now she wants that NDNA annulled to spill the beans on Tiger Woods. She could write a book. Probably. Oh. But oh. that's how he broke up with her. He's like, oh, guess what? We're going on a vacation. Yay. Where are we going? It's a surprise. Wow. Surprise. It's over. That's what he did. Where did she end up going? Do you know where the plane went I have went no to? idea. It doesn't say where they were supposed to go on did vacation. she even have a, a ticket? Plane, a plane going to nowhere. Well, no, I, I, Nobody has a ticket. No. She would, I'm sure his, I'm sure when they went places, yeah. she just showed up at the airport and that was taken care of already. Ah, yes. And I'm pretty sure that they don't fly commercial either. No, it's not yeah, like she's at yeah. the Delta Lounge uh-uh. and all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. hope you enjoy your lounge. eggs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's in zone four to board. Yeah. No, yeah. she's not. Now accepting uh, yeah. zone four board entry. Yeah. Uh, wait, if you're in zone four, please don't line up now. We're only boarding zone one. That's right. Uh, Erica Herman was not in that line. No, but that's that's how he broke up with her. Oh, that is so that's interesting. Cold. Yeah, that's, bad. that's cold. What's oh, more interesting, guy. how Tiger Woods broke up with her or that Colin Morikawa was hitting a sim one? No, come on, don't <laughs> okay. do that. Why All did right. you do that? 
See, I, now I want Stuff like that's really interesting no, to me. No, it's not. It's not interesting to anybody okay. except for you. <laughs> and you and I are going to golf this. So I play like 70, 80 rounds a summer. Yeah. I live for the game. I know you do. But I could not care less. Now, I'm a, I play TaylorMade. I'm proud to play TaylorMade. But yep. I don't care about that stuff. Mm-hmm. It just is, it, does it work or not? I don't care. Why right. would you care what somebody else is playing? Why do you, why would you care? You know, I, I also love playing golf here because I picked up a club on everything. Because of the air. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you feel pretty And good. I broke 80 for the first time last summer. Did you really now? Yes. Okay. Like a legit. All right. Where? Yeah. Uh, Port Colburn Golf and Country Club. Okay. I shot seven over on the front. So no one from here could verify it is what you're saying. Uh, actually, Elliot Price, who I used to work with, mm-hmm. tweeted it out and was my golf partner. Okay. It's completely verified. So in the vein of uh, things that nobody cares about, yes. somebody tweeted out your golf score. Yeah, because I broke 80 for the first time. Oh, my time. God. This is part of what, why Twitter's got to yeah, go. Yeah, it's the worst. No, 100%. But like I said, I broke 80, and only like 4% of golfers have ever broken 80. Hey, our next guest had, it, had, had his best round ever. He tweeted out his entire scorecard. Really? Yeah, last summer. Okay, we'll talk to Derek Wills next. It's the big show. That's Eric Francis, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.